Get ready. Woo! We are on tour, and we're doing it better than anybody else alive. But a thought just blasted into my mind that I really wanted to ask you about. Okay. Which is, um, he almost got killed in Como recently. Um, yeah. Well Shall we head to my favorite planet in the galaxy? The planet of good vibes. 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 It's time! Alright, alright, alright. I love humanity. I think it's great. I think the word you're searching for is Space Ranger. The Ham Planet Podcast. And a toast to a fantastic evening. And with that being said, we are blasting off into the galaxy of good vibes. In approximately five, four, three, two, and one. Top of the morning, folks. Good afternoon and good evening. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Ham Planet Podcast. I'm your host, Peter Ham, and if you are new to the show, I love to see it. I really do, because uh, we got a great show ahead. Uh, to preface the podcast, ladies and gentlemen, we're all about three things here. Good vibes, great people, and glorious stories. So if you're into that, make sure to stick around, because we are the perfect podcast for you. And make sure to like, subscribe, and leave us a good old review because it helps anyways ladies and gents let's get right to the chase because we've got a special one ahead tonight ladies and gentlemen we have the founder of the vp agency and we have one of the most creative minds in the lone star state he's an exceptional man he's an exceptional father and i'm very honored to call him a great friend he's the one and only Mr. Josh Sharon, let's give it up. That was uh, quite the intro. Asterisk on the father. It's only been four months, but oh, that, that's still a father. Hopefully, continuing the streak. Brother, uh, how does being a father feel? Dude, it is uh, unlike anything you'll ever experience unless you do. Uh, unless you do, it's not really a easy thing to put into words, but it's awesome. That's so true. And I, I feel like we go far down that rabbit hole, and I, and I feel like we will. Yeah. Um, discussing fatherhood, because we're both proud girl dads, and yep. Uh, yep. we're girl dad nation here. But <laughs> Hashtag. Hashtag girl dad nation. If, you, if you're a girl dad out there, give the podcast a five-star review, because, you know, we love you, and we, we're there with you. And uh, all the amazing girls out there, need an amazing father uh, to live the amazing life they deserve. So, scooting and booting right along, Brother Josh, mm -hmm. you're a man of many liquors. Yep. You're a man who has worked within the industry and created a lot of, we'll just say, created a lot of excitement in the tequila industry, now the vodka industry. But yeah. 
to back up a little bit, to back up, uh, you know, I'm fired up about discussing the liquor. Yeah. Brother Josh, so you're age 15. Where are you living? What are you doing? And if you give me a, you know, the cliff notes of up to where you are now, that'd be just awesome for the audience. Okay. So 15, uh, what are we? Eighth grade, ninth grade? I th- yeah. Uh, ninth grade. Okay. So ninth grade, I'm uh, still in Mansfield, Mansfield, Texas, uh, where I Shout out Mansfield. grew up most of my life, Arlington, Mansfield, pretty close. So it's very similar. Um, yeah, I was there at 15. So Mansfield you know, high. I was, no, I was at summit. Oh, you were at Summit. Yeah, so I was at Summit, and then I got redistricted to uh, Legacy, and then uh, my parents decided to move me as a junior in high school to West Texas, and so I started over uh, as a brand new kid in a brand new school when I was uh, 16 or 17. Damn, that's like the most crucial time of your life. Yeah, it's like the most unideal situation. So, I mean, you're going to prom, homecoming. Varsity, uh, those things aren't handed to you as a new kid. So uh, it was an right. interesting experience, especially with a oh, culture yeah. like West Texas that is dramatically different than oh, yeah. where we're from. Oh, absolutely. I mean, um, the terrain is obviously extremely different, but yeah, yeah. you know, a lot of people maybe who don't live in America don't understand that Texas is massive and we have... Everything, every all terrain, types of cultures, every, every culture, yeah. like, yeah, you think of it, it's here. You betcha. Okay, so where did you move? So I moved to Odessa, Odessa, Texas, um, oil field country. And so I lived there for two years prior to going to college. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I know Odessa. Yeah. Brother, did you, did you enjoy it? You know, I enjoyed it for uh, some reasons, and then I hated it for others. So I enjoyed it. I got to play uh, football at Permian, which was incredible. Um, you know, you're talking rivalry games. They got movies about Yeah, I mean, 20,000, 30,000 people at a high school stadium. It's pretty remarkable to experience at that age. Yeah. Um, my family is from West Texas, so got to see grandparents a lot and aunts, uncles, things like that. So that, I mean, you know, you can't beat That's that. That's a huge plus. But, you know... Uh, Why did you move out there? So my dad got a job doing uh, wind turbines in West Texas. Ironically, oil-filled country, but he got a job doing uh, wind energy uh, bet- between crazy. Abilene and Odessa. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of wind out there, but there's a lot of oil, too. Yeah. So interesting reason to move to Odessa, kind of the opposite of what you would imagine. But Yeah, I thought you were going to say oil work immediately no. yeah no so it was energy work but just uh, the opposite direction of what odessa midland had so that's Did, what took us out there you know i uh i think that's quite the change during an essential <laughs> chapter of your life but yeah it, it built a lot of character i'm sure yeah uh, definitely so brother when you lived in odessa uh-huh were there any nights where the sky was red because i used to go to midland a lot for 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 you know was going out there and um there were some nights where i'd look out and they'd be like you know 9 p.m this guy'd be red you know because there's an oil fire yeah did you have any of that yeah i mean uh fires dust um and just a lot of like 24 7 lights i mean a lot of rigs and stuff yeah there's a lot of you know there's a lot of good about Odessa and Midland, but it's got a lot of, you know, 
It's got um, some skeletons. It's got some grease. It's, it's got, got some skeletons in the closet. Yeah. Um. I mean, my a lot of my family calls it home, and I called it home, so I I don't want to tread too hard on it. But right, a lot of good, a lot it, of good. No doubt about that. It made me the man I am today. So for that, I'm grateful. I love it. I love it. A little okay. di- little bit different than uh, Dallas Fort Worth, to say the least. Oh yeah. Yeah. Absolutely different. Not even. Not even the same. World, no, 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 they're worlds apart. I think there's a song, yeah, that's, about that's, that. that's a good song, for band. It. Uh-huh. yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so we graduate. What's next after Odessa and Midland? Well, uh, the first thing I knew being there was that I wanted to get out of there, so yeah. uh, naturally, out of high school, you're like, okay, let's go to college. Uh, in high school, my parents got divorced. And so it left me and my mother, just us two. My mom worked as a uh, school clerk, you could call it. So uh, paying for college was not necessarily an option. So I found a way to try to apply to schools who would take me on scholarships and grants and other things. And I wound up at Texas A&M University. So you took a city boy to West Texas from West Texas to College Station. So talk about... yeah culture shock 101 oh yeah. yeah and that's so you were in three different completely different communities yeah in three years yeah for yeah. four years yeah in a four-year span i was in three very very different places damn okay okay so um you're at a&m is that where you in the good old cuz garrett graham shout out garrett graham if you're listening yeah one time uh, Garrett, Trap City, as I like to call you. <laughs> we hope you're doing good. We hope you're doing good. Yeah, no, so Garrett and I, we go back. I mean, so Garrett, Clay, and I, we go back to, you know, sixth, seventh grade. Uh, How did that crew get together? So, funny story, Clay and I, uh, we were, like, rejected from a football class or whatever you call it. And so we wound up, we were both on the football team, but we wound up in P.E., and we were the only two football uh, guys that got put into PE. So we were doing like, you know, these BS, like you got to run a mile. This is seventh grade, you said? Yeah. This is uh, oh, seventh yeah. grade. So or you got to run uh, Wester. Yeah. Oh, so, I know what you're talking about. That's rough. Yeah. So you have to run the mile in like 30 minutes to get an A. You know, it's like just like not ideal for guys who play sports. Right. Not, not to say anything bad about PE, but we, we got stuck there. And so we made friends. <laughs> quick yeah. friends so i was new to i was new to mansfield in seventh grade oh yeah, yeah so i didn't have i didn't have any friends so i met this kid clay long blonde hair long blonde hair yeah tons time, of tons I, of gel but like stacky I, I personally did not have uh any better of hair but what what were you rocking back in seventh yeah, grade I was, at Western? I, you know i was trying to pull off the the hollister flow yeah. uh and it just looked like a chili bowl it it was awful yeah, I, I so, feel I feel that on a spiritual level because yeah. there were so many times where I was trying to rock the old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, it didn't work. And for, it never it worked. Didn't work for me. Um, and you know, I I don't hold resentment against Clay, but he was a bad friend for not telling me to cut my hair. Honestly, you know, friends should always be honest <laughs> about another brother's hair. You know, his was blonde, so I, I guess he goes both ways. Uh, but, you know, we just his, were looking his for a friend. was rough. Yeah. 
We were just looking for friendship. You know, we were just two guys. Uh, stuck two guys in with shitty hair in PE. And we just so happened to be neighbors. So we lived like a block away from each other in the same neighborhood. So we became fast friends. And from there, I met a guy named Garrett Graham, uh, who yeah. I became longtime friends with. Do you recollect how you and Garrett met? Yeah, I met G for the first time at my house, actually. So he was at Clay's, and Clay uh, was coming over to hang out, but he was with Garrett. So they come over, and you know, I, I, I knew Garrett from like football and things like that, but we weren't right. friends. We were just you know, guys who play football together. And so they came over because uh, Clay, uh, I don't know if he got me invited or just forced, forced me in. But we were going to Daniel Green's birthday party. Never had really met Daniel Green at this time. Like, we, yeah. knew, we, we knew each other, but not too much. So at this time, I was trying to be like the center, uh, offensive line center. And Daniel was right. a quarterback. So I was the backup. So I didn't really know Daniel very well. You were trying to be center. No, I was center. I was starting center for two years. Oh, shit. Yeah. Really? Yeah. O-lineman. Damn. Middle school. I mean. Yeah. So were, were you? How, what was your size then? Uh, not big. I mean, I'm not big now, so I I, I didn't go through a growth spurt. Um, I was O lineman, deep snapper, linebacker, and defensive end in middle school. Love to see it. Yeah, and I was Love uh, to see it. five seven, a buck fifty. Not big. Hey, that works though. If you can snap it good, that's key. It worked, and I was center, and uh, through that, obviously, uh, Daniel was the starting quarterback. So yeah. we, we became friends in eighth grade because of that. Uh, we're still, I mean, great friends today. Absolutely. We, yeah. We love, we love Daniel. So yeah, G came over uh, with Clay because we were all riding together to Daniel's birthday. And that kind of started a friendship that has now gone 20 plus years. Beautiful thing. Yeah. Beautiful thing. Crazy uh, how life works. And now, you know, oh, oh. and now I'm lucky to say that, you know, I, through G, I, I, I consider us, you know, yeah. bestest of friends. So yeah, going well, back Garrett's to my cousin, but you know, going back to college. Uh, so you know, yeah. we all grew up in Mansfield, and then my parents moved me from Mansfield, and we moved to West Texas. I lost touch with Clay and Garrett, um, and then I go to A and M. I'm a freshman, sophomore year. I get a phone call, and I'm like, so oh, y'all, they we lost. They we, just, you we, as, just, we just lost touch. You know. You, they things. were dead to you, or you were dead to them? I don't, I don't think so. I just think we you, just, you know, no distance, distance puts puts strain on right. some things. Yeah, it definitely does. Um, so yeah, I get a phone call, and I'm like, "Hello," and it's like, "It's Garrett." He's like, "Hey, what's up?" I was like, "Garrett." He's like, "Yeah, it's Garrett Grant." I was like, "What's up, man?" He's like, "Well, uh, I'm uh, at A and M. I saw that you're at A and M too." I was like, "Yeah." Uh, but I'm looking for a roommate next year. I got a buddy who's transferring schools that I play football with. Are you looking for a roommate or what's your status? And funny enough, my two roommates who came from Odessa with me, we're all, we're both going back to work in the oil field. So nice. And they were like, we're going back to Odessa. You don't have roommates. And I didn't want a bunch of random. So the timing was perfect. And I was like, actually, now that you mention it, I do need a roommate. So G and I, uh, G and I, we, we got an apartment together, and then I think I became insane with you. Yeah, yeah, you did. I did, and we we then convinced uh, Clay and Daniel to move to College Station to to live in what was called the Fosh House. Yeah, that eventually 
Hunter also moved into as well. I remember it. Yeah. yeah. A great house, honestly. Yeah. A, a, so, a nice, uh, spacious. Uh, <laughs> a lot of memories there. Yeah. It was, uh, it was, it was solid. Yeah. A lot of great memories, a lot of dips too, because we had a dip bar, uh, in the middle of the living room. Yeah. Okay. Was, was that there when you were there? Uh, no, that was something that happened after the fact. Uh, once we left, you know, Hunter's always got a dip bar in the middle of every, yeah, that was just, yeah. you know, tricep yeah, dip bar. I got it. Uh, oh no, no, no. The dip bar was there. Oh, it was. Yeah. I thought yeah. you were talking about like tobacco oh no 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 yeah no now the dip bar was definitely there we would hit pull-ups and dips prior to yeah. uh going out absolutely yeah. we actually ended up buying a set of dumbbells that we would you know knock out a few curls prior as well you know you just Boblex? gotta just gotta get the oh vein. no y'all you y'all gotta, have that gear it's rack yeah you gotta get the veins going you know before you head you out you do yeah you absolutely i mean small pump you know Slight, yeah, yeah, slight pump. The slight, uh, the, the the full. You want it to be full pump, but you let people yeah, know, no, hey, no, it's a yeah. slight pump. You're not trying to sweat. You just got ready. Yeah, you gotta right tone it down. I I couldn't agree more. All it's, right, so that really takes us only to like 19 years old. You asked me yep, to yep, go cliff notes, and here yeah. we are, 15 yeah, no, minutes later. Um, I'm loving this. Fast forward through college, fun blast. Learned a lot. Met a lot of people. What did we make uh, or study? Not that it matters, but I studied finance, uh, and then yeah. I went to grad school and did finance. Or it again. does matter. I, I, school's important, kids. <laughs> so and yeah, studied finance. Studied finance twice, undergrad and masters, and then graduated and started VP agency, like you had noted. Absolutely uh, six, love VP agency. Six years ago, and since then, I've been a part of a lot of different things, and here I am. Brother, I love I love it so much. I love it so much. Yeah. Ooh, we blasted through from nineteen to now. Yeah, but, I mean, not not much has happened. But, it's just been but, you grind. Know, I've known last you six years, and I've known you, uh, you know, pretty damn well since that age. So I feel like you know we can now fill in the gaps. Yeah. Well, I mean, we haven't really had time to sit down and chat. I we mean, ha- we haven't had one. We haven't had a good old Josh and Peter time. But now we no, got it. Yeah, we got it now. And so I'm glad. I'm glad we did. Is. Uh, cheers to that. Um, so I'll say this. One thing that is similar to your story is Clay and I okay. actually, you know, got connected and became, you know, good brothers in the same way you and Garrett really did. Really? Clay, Clay yeah. in, or Garrett introed or you Clay introed? Well, well, I knew, I always knew Clay from, from growing up, hanging yeah, out yeah, with, yeah. uh, the boys. Yeah. But, you know, it was the same type of thing. Like never, never, you know, hung out with Clay, just me and him. Yeah. But um, yeah, after I graduated from Baylor, I needed somewhere to live in Dallas, and I was looking. Yeah, y'all guys moved in for a little yeah, bit. Yeah, we moved in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we go. were roommates for a little bit over a year. Yeah, close what to a, a year. What a circle. Yeah, at good old Alta Design District. Hey, I called that place home for like six years, so. Honestly, yeah, it, it, it's a I, great spot. I just moved out like uh, I know, five I months ago. That. I noticed that. Do you miss it? Um, you know, me and my wife were talking about this. We we don't miss it, but we shared a lot of really special memories there. So she graduated college from there. Right. Well, she we were living there when she graduated college. We got engaged yeah. there. We got married there. We got pregnant there. And we brought home our baby there. Wait, so, y'all did the marriage at Alta? <laughs> no okay so we got married but Let's we got sure. married living there right right so, right yeah. right yep. right 
Yeah, and, so um, a lot of uh, big life moments were in that one apartment unit, 1066. Good old 1066. Yeah. We should go put a plaque on it. Forever home. Forever home. A, a Texas landmark. <laughs> Josh and Shelly, Terrence. Yeah. I, you know, we're, we're going to alter design. Jot this down because we're going to come and make it happen. Yeah. Okay, brother. Well, yeah. Alta Design District has a very mm. near and dear spot in our hearts. And that's how Clay and I met as well. We were like, hey, you need someone to live with? Yeah. Well, I need someone to live with too. Perfect. Perfect. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we had a lot of meat in one apartment. <laughs> we had me with Rocky, oh, well, who's half lab, half wiener. 60 pound that's, largest that's 60 percent of the meat in the apartment right well yeah. he's the most dense dog in the world guinness world record <laughs> um confirmed false but guinness world record big dog thick dog thickest yeah. dog per cubic inch yeah and then we have ajax yeah he's who the, is the, one of the largest great danes in the world right and then me and clay two large yeah yeah that's a lot men. of uh people in that small apartment yeah the good old fifth floor too the worst part was always the stairs uh yeah taking the dogs out down the old down the old stairs yeah i can feel that oh brother love to see it love to see it so so where are we going where's the journey going now well okay so now now we're at a great part okay brother so you've done Work with VP agency, you said, for nine years? Six. Six. Six years, yeah. Six. Six. Yep. You get my sixes and nines flipped around sometimes. Hey, that's okay. But, um, brother, did you start it right immediately out of university with your brother? Or yeah. What's so, the background behind the founding of VP agency? Right. So, you know, I did finance and went to grad school. I wanted to do investment banking. Um, I love finance. I still love finance. But my brother had an idea. He was moving back from L.A. So my brother's background is uh, music production. So he was doing that for about 10, 12 years. He lived on New. He lived in New York and lived in L.A. For, How much older is the brother again? He's three years older than me. Okay, yeah. nice. Three years older than me. But, but, but at this time, he had been doing music since he was 18, uh, Grammy nominated. He'd worked with, you know, really big names, Chris Brown, Rick Ross, like that kind of thing. So... He, he had something going for him. Oh. Um, and what brought him home was his now wife. Uh, he met her. He met her at being home at, you know, one random time. And um, they kind of just kicked it off. And she flew out to meet him a few times. And before you know it, he was moving back. But when he was moving back, he was like, you know, I can't really do music here. And I find that there's like a need for creative artist development, you know, music. Etc. Wait, he said he, I can't do m- music here in uh, Dallas. Right. Yeah. Because I mean, you know, so much of it is LA. is is immediacy. It's like, yo, uh, we're hitting the studio in fifteen minutes. Could you meet me there? Right. And in right. Da- in Dallas, you can't. So in Dallas, there's not many like studios. No. No. <laughs> so yeah. And, and I mean, this you're talking. This was like eight years ago, right? So even more so then. I mean, eight oh, years yeah. eight years ago, Dallas was still trying to figure out what it was doing. Right. So right. You know, he moved back and was like, I really want to start some sort of studio or, you know, creative agency or marketing or something to that extent. Um, So he calls me and he's like, hey, uh, I want to start this business. I got an idea. He's like, I know you're in business school. Could you help me 
do a business plan, SWOT analysis, like, you know, just general business stuff. Right. And I was like, yeah, sure. I mean, I don't have like experience uh, doing it, but I, I mean, I know what those things are. I can definitely help you get started. Yeah. And it, it's, uh, you know, beneficial for you because it's kind of like a test run. Yeah. At the time, it seemed yeah. like probably. So, yeah, he was trying to raise money because he wanted to do the studio thing because, to your point, there wasn't a studio. So he was like, hey, could you put some projections, financials together? He's like, I, I worked at studio, so I can give you some insight there, but uh, I don't really know how to put it all together. So I was like, yeah, sure, I'll help you out. Um, so this yeah. was in uh, grad school. So I was in grad school for 18 months or so, and um, throughout the last back half of it, I was helping him do that. And so then... You know, graduation's nearing. I'm trying to apply for jobs. Uh, for those who don't know, College Station is right by Houston. And yep. my family and where I'm from is Dallas. So for me, I was very, very stuck on, I want to be home. I want to be home in Dallas. I don't want to be in Houston. So every opportunity I got in Houston, I, I said no to. Because uh, I wanted to work in Dallas. But unfortunately, there's yep. not a lot of like industry or recruiting coming to from dallas from college station yep yep so i've heard that as well so fast forward a little bit and uh he's like well you know you know i really appreciate everything that you've done up to this point i'd you know would you want to do this with me like i was like well you know i mean i'm trying to i want to make this happen i want to go to i want to do wall street i want to go into banking i want to do finance you so, were you were dead set on basically wall i'm yeah, a wall yeah, street yeah. guy no that's what i wanted to do i mean i loved i loved doing what i did through all my internships and things like that so i was like that's what i want to be and so and that's on all a wall street guy what do you mean wall like street? Li- like living in new york working for oh, a I big mean, bank that would have been that would have been great like i would have like loved that, was that. The dream i would have loved the hustle yeah kind of at the time um yeah at the time so then I'm just trying to place uh, myself in the Josh shoes. Right. So I'm like, you know what? I want to be in Dallas or I want to go to some sort of big bank somewhere, uh, Chicago or, you know, New York or somewhere. There's a financial center where I can actually like do the, do the lifestyle and like be, be in the industry. And uh, so I was like, you know what? I'll tell you this. Like I got six months till I graduate. I'm really wanting to move to Dallas or I want to go to a big bank somewhere outside of the state. And if I don't get that opportunity, the perfect opportunity, I will give you, you know, two years of this and we'll see where it goes. And that was six years ago. So I love it. Yeah. I love that um, you and your big bro, you know, really started with a vision, made it come together. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was, you know, it was really all him at the beginning because it was yeah. his, it was his kind of passion project. And, and you were in school. Yeah, and I was in school and I did what I could, but uh, to see where it's grown and what we've done and, you know, all that kind of good stuff, it's pretty cool, especially to see that I did it with my brother. Yeah, it's, it's, a, yeah. Cool, it's a cool thing that we've did or have done, I guess. It, it, it really is. And um, I will say, you know, as a fellow media professional, fellow marketing creative guy, uh, I love to see it and... You know, you guys, you guys, yeah, you have built something special because I'm sure six years ago, you had no idea you'd be working in uh, no. with the tequila no industry, idea. with the no all idea. types, it, and it's beautiful. Yeah, uh, it's definitely been a journey. I mean, you, you're an entrepreneur, you know, it's a roller coaster sometimes. Oh, you betcha. <laughs> Some people aren't ready for it. 
No, you gotta have, kick you in the teeth. Yeah, thick skin and diligence. Yes, and consistency. Yeah, absolutely. And consistency, and I, um, you know, the fact that you and your brother made it happen and are still, I, I y'all are, y'all aren't even close to the apex. I feel like no, that. no chance. Yeah, so. Brother, a lot of exciting projects I'm sure you've worked on, but one I want to go into yeah. is Fletcher. How did the connection, how did Fletcher become part of your life? Yeah, so uh, Fletcher was something we started, uh, let's call it, you know, four, five years ago. The finest tequila in the <laughs> yeah. world. Yeah, so, you Fletcher. know, uh, we had a client at the time, uh, Black Quell Apparel, Um Yep. The founder or one of the founders of that brand is a guy named Mark uh, Marquez. And he introduced us to uh, Aaron and Abe because Aaron and, and Mark go way back. Uh, they've known each other forever. And so Aaron calls Mark and he's like, hey, you know, who, uh, who, who does the stuff for Black Quell? Can you recommend anybody? And he's like, well, yeah, I got these, these two brothers. They have a, a team out in Dallas that they kind of do everything for me. He's like, "Well, can you get me in touch?" What all were y'all doing? What all were y'all doing for Black Quail, if you don't mind me asking? So for Black Quail, it was a similar kind of trajectory as as Fletcher, right? So we we helped uh, kind of get the initial branding going, the copywriting, the packaging, you know, and, that, and now we do uh, product design and a lot of other things for them, website development, etc. Right. So very similar to Fletcher, um, but. Uh, you know, Black Quell was a company that was uh, getting started um, before Fletcher and, you know, was was having some good growth. But, you know, Fletcher, for whatever reason, just kind of was a rocket ship. It was 100 miles an hour from day one. Um, so, you well, know, it's damn good. Yeah. Well, and Fle- the name Fletcher, it's got some swag to it, I got to say. Like a lot of other tequilas, I'll say it and I'm like, ah, that sounds, you know, just like some American white guy named yeah. it. Or it sounds like, you know, that's greasy, right. but Fletcher, it's yeah. got some swag to it. Yeah, so that's kind of where we, where we where we are in the story, right? So yeah. Aaron reaches out to us and he's like, hey, I, you know, I, I want to start a tequila brand. I got a buddy. He plays golf. Uh, we're both interested in kind of getting this thing going. Uh, so we were like, oh, yeah, perfect. What's, you know, what's the what's the website? What's the name? What's social? Yeah. We don't, we don't have any of it. We need all of it. So we're like, what do you mean? We're like, we, just, we need all of it. We don't have a name or anything. So we're like, okay, well, can you meet us, you know, next week at our office? Yeah, done. So we meet and uh, he's like, yeah, if you guys want to take, take everything, you know, to get started, we need a name and a logo. So the logo that you see on Abe Answer's hat every single Sunday was the logo we created. Yep. Uh, we went through a ton of names and actually Abe was the guy who, uh, Throughout Fletcher Azul out there because the name of what it means. So Fletcher, if you don't know, is arrow in Spanish or from Spanish to English, it means arrow. Okay, and then I like that. Azul, y'all, should, y'all should connect with Brandon Cooks. That was just a random <laughs> thought because Azul is a, uh, Azul is blue, and you know agave is uh, blue Weber agave. So it's kind of a homage to the blue Weber. Um, Ooh, so yeah, the story. I like that. The story of Fletcher kind of goes back to Aaron and Abe's upbringing. So Aaron is a uh, immigrant onion farmer from Mexico. Abe was born in Mexico and didn't have any sort of coaching and made it to the PGA. And last year was ranked the seventh best golfer in the world. Can we give a shout out to Abe? Yeah. For just crushing so, it and being a beauty. So Fletcher, shout out Abe. 
so Fletcher, when you think of an arrow, uh, it can only move forward if it gets pulled back. And so for them, they thought that, that, that uh, you know, they thought time and time again in our lives being, you know, Mexican, being out of, you know, immigrants or whatever you want to call it, we, we found face back. We fall, uh, you know, setbacks. And finally, we've projected ourselves into a bigger spotlight to create this brand. And it feels true to who we are. So enter the name Fletcher it. Azul. And, you know, they were like, can you guys create a logo for that? And we we're like, yeah. So we did. And that's what it is. And that's how it started. And then from there, it kind of went like, you guys did great here. Can What's the next thing? And, you know, that was years ago. And we've we've known Aaron and Abe now for several years. And it's just been great working with those guys. I love it. Yep. I love I love that it just started with, hey. We want to start a tequila company. Yeah, you know, that's that's uh, pretty true to the two guys. I mean, they're very like, hey, you guys want to do this? And so with uh, with Ombre Skin, like the, the newer project we're doing, that's a very similar situation. Like it yeah. started the exact same way. It's the same group of guys uh, just pursuing a new a new pursuit. And I think one thing that, you know, speaks volumes from that story is that one – it's all about the connections you make. And two, um, you know, just because you start doing a certain project for someone. Right. Doesn't mean you can't be a founding partner in their business. Yeah. Um, down the road. Right, right. So, yeah, I mean, initially with Fletcher, we, we were just really just the marketing team, right? And uh, right. we... Or lo- just the logo designer kind of right. at first, right? Right. And so, I mean, the thing with, with that project is you know, we became friends with these guys. And so yeah. through that, we've shared a lot of memories. We've shared a lot of tequila and, you know, we we're now building multiple other brands together and it's cool to now be on the other side of it of like, let's just keep this going. Let's keep creating cool things and new things. Let's use a similar playbook, but, you know, pursue it in, in the same way, like make sure everything's right. Let's cross all the T's dot all the I's and uh, kind of put our best foot forward to redefine industries. I love it so much, and um, I think I think there's not many people who are capable of having that creative vision and energy to make shit like that happen. Yeah. Um, but Josh, I know you do, and I'm <laughs> fired up for what's to come. Yeah. Um, absolutely fired up. And with that being said, ladies and gents, we're gonna take a quick commercial break. Can I get a cheers? Need a refill. We're going to get a commercial break and a refill. We love you. We'll see you in a sec. Howdy there, ladies and gents. It's your good friend, Commercial Break Peter. Here to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by Unify Commerce. Say it with me now. Unify Commerce. Yes, guys, that is spelled U-N-I-F-I commerce.com. Guys, Unify is, in fact, my company. And I thought I'd go ahead and plug them on here so you guys can know a little bit of what I do outside of having a great time on the podcast. Guys, Unify is a social technology company that simply helps other companies take their social presence to the next level. Simple as that. And the primary service I want to highlight is professional video creation. Guys, if your company is in need of an exceptional video that shows what you do, why you do it, how you do it, and why it is so valuable, then Unify 
is here to help and unify can create an exceptional advertisement that can really help build awareness and drive sales for your company. We have been in business since the summer of 2018 and helping businesses grow and capitalize on the opportunities that social presence can offer is something we love to do. So if you need a next level video, you need a next level team on your side, and that is Unify. So guys, go ahead and visit unifycommerce.com if you want to learn more. And if you want to inquire about working with us, simply go to the work with us tab, and we would love to connect. Anyways, y'all, back to the show. Hey, Alexa. Stop the Mozart immediately. Done. Wow. Oh, it doesn't even say like, okay. No, you said immediately and she stopped. Damn, she's getting good. <laughs> she's getting good. Got to give it to her. Uh, Jeff Bezos going to space, making good robots, spying on us. Yeah. Do you believe in that? What? He's doing, going to space making robots? Uh, the Spying on us. Oh, I, honestly, I have no idea. We'll just, we'll leave that there. We, I like Amazon Prime. Yeah, I mean, he knows everything you purchase, when you purchase, where you live, and all your credit card information, but spying, you can call it what you want. He, d he does. Wow, he does know that. We are scooting and booting along in the episode. More good vibes in three, two, one. Cheers. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Good Old Hand Planet podcast. We're happy to have you here. Josh, so... We spoke upon this earlier, mm -hmm. and I'd like to revisit it. Okay. Brother, what are your top five types of liquor? Well, first, obviously, it's tequila. Uh, fall is around the corner, so uh, bourbon, whiskey, definitely there. Can you mix bourbon with a pumpkin spice latte? No. Okay. I mean, you could, don't do it, but don't ladies. do it with the good ones. Um, you know, do something not For a good. female audience who loves pumpkin spice, which I do too. It's not just a girl thing. Don't mix your bourbon. Yeah. Uh, and then from there, it's kind of a toss-up. But right now, because we're so involved in vodka, vodka, gin, like lighter spirits have kind of been... So we're going tequila, bourbon. Whiskey. Whiskey. <sighs> Whiskey. And then it's kind of like a light spirit race. So it's like, you know. We got a, we got a tight race at four and five. Yeah. Uh, gin, vodka, you know, I mean, they're all pretty similar to start. Are so. you a gin guy? Do you like, do you get a, you know, a gin and juice when you're out and about? I mean, I, I, gin and tonic's never a bad idea. I don't mind gin and tonics. And one of my favorite cocktails is actually a Negroni, uh, which is made with gin. But Oh, you know what? I actually, I've had one one of those with you yeah you did but i ordered it with tequila and i we call it a tigroni which we should have copyrighted honestly because it's very catchy and clever but we didn't tigroni tigroni tequila negroni yeah yeah uh but anyways yeah so that's the top five uh yeah i mean i guess i don't have a five number four gen number five vodka is that what we're saying they're pretty close, like tie. Kind of like, I mean, honestly, I probably have three. If bourbon, whiskey, or similar, gin and vodka aren't the same, but they're close. Honestly, to me, they're not. To me, uh, whiskey and bourbon similar. Yeah. But I get the tradition that comes with it being called bourbon. Right. But um, 
Gin and vodka are different. Too. They're, ve- they're very different. Gin uh, tastes like Christmas tree. Yeah, well, it depends on which one you have, and that's what makes them special is they uh, what everyone's a little different. So, I mean, vodka's kind of the same, right? Like, you have expensive vodka, cheap vodka, middle ground vodka. They all taste pretty similar. They finish differently because they finish smoother, but the taste of vodka is pretty much the same. But if you do five different gins, they're going to all taste pretty different uh, because oh, yeah. they're made with different, like, botanicals and things like that, so... So gin is made with different botanicals, while vodka is basically always the same. They just put some extra flavor. Well, so like so, no vodka is actually all corn, uh, unless there's potato made vodkas, which so are they have cotton candy, very rare, strawberry, in, uh, lemon. Oh, well, I'm wow. talking about just a neutral grain spirit of vodka, not flavored. The flavored stuff is bullshit. So, I mean, the flavored stuff is like bourbon. You can flavor bourbon. You can flavor gin. You can flavor anything if you wanted to. But I'm talking just straight up clear, regular vodka is made from corn. It's yep. sent over from Indiana or from overseas uh, across the pond. Indiana. And you basically get credit by distilling it. Um, you know, all the big brands that quote unquote make craft vodka all they do is get a barrel of liquid and throw it through their stills and then bottle it and then call it craft so you can distill it a lot uh quality of water is important still quality is important how many times you still it uh who has the best uh, okay a rapid fire who is the best corn what location corn yep i don't know Indiana, Indiana. i guess yeah i mean there's a lot everything comes from indiana like bourbon and vodka, like they're all there. So it's like the roots, the roots of it are all there. So it's like it's got to be there. I mean, uh, okay, what about the best water for vodka? So water is something that a you can either get naturally or you can uh, make better. So carbon, carbon filtered, charcoal filtered, you yep. whatever you want to call it, minerality. You can change a lot of complexities of water. See it, love it, love to see it. Back to the show. Tequila is something, I got to say, it's my number one liquor, no doubt about it, in the world. Okay. And um, I know you love, you know, the work you do with tequila, but are you a big fan of how it makes you feel? Because it's definitely different from other liquors. Yeah. No, I mean, we drink tequila pretty regularly and pretty heavily when we do drink it, so... It's not uncommon for us to run through a bottle uh, between two or three of us. So, you know, and when I do that with bourbon or whiskey, it's... We're not getting out of control. We're just having a couple drinks. Yeah. You know, for me, tequila is a a good time. I don't get too crazy. I don't get emotional. I don't get angry. I don't get, like, anything. I just kind of stay in a good mood, and that's that's how I feel. Yeah. Josh, I feel like you're always in a good mood. (laughs) I've never seen you, like, Uh, extremely shooting flames out of ears pissed off i've never even we even got close to that i feel like yeah it doesn't happen often so when you're good does, vibes guy yeah so when it does it's a unique experience it's like uh you know it's like you got a grenade in the back pocket if needed you can use it but you know I try not to yeah uh, not a confrontational guy yeah well i i think you're a, a guy who always lifts up the energy the mood and the swag, uh, whatever <laughs> squad you're with. Okay. Um, because you do got the swag. 
I can get behind that. I do, you do got the swag. And tonight, uh, one thing, speaking of the swag, is you have a shirt that I've never even witnessed. That is a luxurious zipper on a... What's our what's our polyester percentage on that? I, I don't know. I it's, feel like it's the perfect amount, like 32, 38%. Yeah. And then uh, the rest, Egyptian. Zipper's convenient. I mean, you know, I saw it and I was like, that's very convenient. I want that. I want that in my life. Honestly, it is so convenient. And yeah. that's that's like a it's it's fashion, but it's a smart shirt. And it's I I look for use. things like that too. Easy to use, easy to love, done. Yeah. Done. No buttons breaking off. Nope. You get to choose. You know, one thing I hate about button-up shirts is you got to You're stuck with the placement. You got to choose like, yeah. you know, there's a big difference between going three uh-huh. buttons down. Uh-huh. And then two, you know, one, you're a Miami, uh, and then two, it, it's dealer. almost getting too stiff. And, and like, two, wait, you look like you, you know, your first interview ever. You need like a one and a half, you know, for right. the perfect, for the perfect button. I agree. Exactly. And, um, the zipper does that. Yeah. Josh, are there any other, uh, specific types of clothing in your life that you found like, Hey, I'm only buying blank lately. Because I found they're just the most comfy, effective, useful, etc. My go-to pretty much every day is white sneakers. Just straight up lace up white sneaks. I can dress them up. I can dress them down. Go to the grocery store. Anything. Wear a suit. Travel. Walk white around. Shirts. White sneakers. What brand are you? I'm, I'm, I'm a white sneaker, white sock, everyday guy too. Uh, brand, I, I, you know, I'm not brand loyal. I just look for a nice looking pair of white sneaks and I'm like done. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they don't, they don't really last me that long cause they're white. So they get dirty after like a couple months. So I'm like, I got to get new ones anyway. So, yeah, you know, there's no point to really only have to buy one brand. Just kind of go with the flow, whatever's available. What brand is the current brand? Current brand, uh, I don't know. I got them at like Nordstrom, so they, you know, they have a lot of brands you they never do. you never heard of, but they're kind of expensive. But they look good. Yeah, but they look good. The, so, Nordstrom's got a lot of that. Like you yeah. hear, like, uh, like yeah. for Rasana. Whoa, this is the nicest shit I've ever heard. Yeah, these some good looking shoes. I like guess yeah. this, this is a big deal. Yeah, and you buy them. Yeah, all they, uh, Nordstrom always gives me that type of stuff. Super comfy. Which yeah, they get it right every time. Yeah, so. The but white the white shoes is the move. Yeah, I mean, I'm wearing white sneakers right now. I, I saw. Yeah. I'm, I'm, a, uh, I'm always white sneaks. White sneaks up. I'm a big white sneak guy. Yeah, that and uh, Birkenstocks. I mean, I think those are my go-to shoes. Uh, convenient. Um, so, with the Birkenstocks, one thing I feel like you can run into. Okay. Is then get a little. Stinky. A little stanky. Yeah. Yep. I definitely. So the thing is, is that I think people keep their Birkenstocks too long. It's like you can't keep them for more than like, you know, two seasons. They got to go. Right. They got to so, go. And some people like wear them out like shoes. And it's like, no, 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 no. Can't These do thing, that. You can't do that. Specific because environment. You wear them in warmer climates. So your yep. feet naturally are going to sweat more. Not to mention they're leather. So you, yep. got, you got bare feet. Leather in, and sway. In heat. On leather, yep, and it, it's going to be stinky. Right, you gotta you gotta replace it. Leather so, is technically cow, right? Right. So you you rub 
you rub you sweaty, sweaty skin you a sweaty dead cow on a dead cow and you're going to get some sort of smell that makes sense so yeah i i'm a big every year or so i replace my burks you know but yep. uh, the unfortunate thing about Birkenstocks is it takes a year to break them in. And then it's time to get rid of them because they smell. Yeah. You so. know what? I had um, that hits home for me. I had one pair in fifth grade. I remember the, my, my first pair and was so fired up about them because yeah. Burks were just yeah. the shit. Yeah. And uh, not cheap either. Not cheap. Not no. cheap. No. I got like, you know, I had to pray to God and to Santa Claus. And beg my parents for years to even get my first pair. Yeah. And um, when I got them in fifth grade, loved them. I was like, I'm wearing this shit every day. Warm every day, fifth grade. Warm every day, sixth grade. And then they started becoming a, a, um, yeah. an issue and then a health hazard and then a disturbance. Birkenstock needs to fix um, this. Yeah. It, um, they need yeah, to fix this Yeah, it has some very embarrassing, Anti, scarring moments. You know, anti-smell... <laughs> Something in I'm the not leather. a stinky shoe guy no. now though. That yeah. was in the past. I learned, but it was yeah. tough. Uh, yeah, my only I only have one rule with Birkenstocks though is I don't wear them once the sun goes down. That's an arbitrary rule, but I found that it has kept me out of trouble several times in my life. Honestly, I can see that. For you, why would why does it keep you out of trouble? So I mean, uh, you know, you go day drink and you let it run through the night. You go yep. to a, a bar. Yep. They don't let guys with sandals in. So oh, yeah. you, you got to get, you, if you wear the Burks out to day drink, you can't just roll roll into the night with those. You really can't. So trouble one. Trouble two, uh, you know, if you're somewhere and you're walking, if you've been wearing them all day and yeah. you're starting to walk through the hours, yep. your feet start hurting. Blisters start occurring. They do. Again, trouble. Trouble. God forbid you ever have to run. Not yep. happening. Trouble. Can't. That's that's one of the reasons I don't like Birkenstock. Yeah. No offense to all the Birkies. They're flat. There. They're flat and they're hard. They're what not. whatever I'm wearing, I like to be able to uh, move in. Perform it. Yeah. Yeah. I got you. Uh, no, those are all the things. So I mean, for me, uh, my life is very um, going to the grocery store. Running, right, running errands, nothing too crazy. Dad life, business owner life, uh, grind life. Yeah, that's why the white sneaks just seem to flow through every event I need them to. Honestly, shout huge out, white sneakers. Shout out to the white sneakers. Did, this is a key question, though. Did okay. the white sneaks become big for you when you became a dad, or have they been? You've been doing this. No, I've been on the. You white, prepared? Yeah. So, uh, you know, funny story. My wife and I, we had uh, friends who lived in New York, and we went to visit them, let's call it, I don't know, three years ago. And yeah. if you've ever been to New York, sneaker game's crazy. A everyone's wearing white sneaks, like, or black sneaks, or some sort of sneakers. Fresh like, fresh sneaks in yeah, New York. Every, yeah. You well, gotta have them. Because then you're like, every, we walk everywhere, so we have to have like a nice pair of shoes we can kind of go to work in, have a meeting in, but then also walk home in. So, yeah. So then, you know, me and my wife, we went to New York like four times in one year. And I was like, we got to get some white sneaks. So since yeah. then, I'm like heavy white sneaks. Like there's a 95% chance if I go somewhere, I'm wearing white sneakers. So I need, so you're telling me I need to start, um, you know, hitting the boys up before we're going out and getting together, making, uh, you know, a little side bet with Clay. 
Brother yes. Clay. Yeah. I bet you $1,000 Josh is wearing white sneakers. And if not, I'll pay you 100000 And if it's if it's daytime. Wait, actually, yeah, maybe if it, not. If it's daytime, there might it's be. not an actual bet, Clay. There, there might be Birkenstocks in the mix. Okay. But remember, if, if I feel like it's going into the nighttime. Yep. I'm team sneaks because I yeah. my Burks. So, so we're meeting up at 10 p.m. I'm. Oh, no, it's a lock. No, Burks are Burks have been in the closet for hours. Yeah, they've been asleep. No, they can't come out after dark because they get me in the trouble. You heard the reasons. Yep. Very valid, scientifically backed reasons. Yeah. Uh, completely arbitrary, valid, scientifically backed reasons. Yep. Yes. Yeah. And um, white sneakers. White sneakers are uh, a must uh, for many men out there. Oh yeah, and uh, game changer. Love to see it. What about the fanny pack, Josh? Want to <laughs> add that into the swag? I mean, if you can pull off a fanny pack, I mean, more power to you. You know, I see like I, I you know, my wife and I were in Europe, and yeah. a lot of the guys wear the the side satchel and like the. That's looked, different. That's the different. That's but, okay. So let me just put it this yeah. way: it was a a uh, small a pouch, small pouch accessory, and they rocked it. It looked amazing. Like for a small period, like it looked normal. Yeah, well, for a small period in Italy, I I was wearing one. Like, you, well, you could. Do, I I feel like you could get away. You could get the away thing, with the. It's the, just it's you, just so convenient. Yeah, you could get away with the side thing. Like, I, I don't know a lot of people who could. You get away with that, or you you could get away with the vest thing. Mm. Have you seen that? That's mm. a new thing. Mm-hmm. Right? I haven't seen that one. <laughs> it's pretty crazy, but I feel like you were one of the people who could pull those two off. But fanny pack. Might be a little fanny pack. I couldn't. Yeah, I, I don't think I could do it. it even though I, I love the convenience. Yeah. Uh, I hate I hate holding stuff in my pockets. And a fanny pack holds everything you need and more. Uh, yeah, you can even more. I mean put a needle and thread in there if you wanted to. You never know. Uh, like a sewing kit. Yeah, you never know. Yeah, sure. Uh, you could be ready for any event with a fanny pack. I couldn't agree more, brother. You could take a travel size, uh, you know, first aid kit. Yeah. You could have an extra toothbrush. You could yep. have gum. I have a multi-tool. Multi AirPods. Yeah, like you could get lost. Wallet, phone, headlamp. Let's put it this way: if if a plane goes down, screwdriver, and you guys are stuck in the forest, and you got your fanny with you, you're the best off in that plane. Yeah, I will say, me having my fanny on me um, prepares me for about ten times more scenarios. If I didn't have it, if that makes sense. I think you're better off than most people with the fanny pack. Yeah. Because the other thing about it is and that... I do a large a tactical fanny pack. Well, the thing with the fanny is that it, it's big enough to carry things. But right. it, it, it's it's small to where you have to be decisive on what goes in there. Because right. like my wife, for example, has a purse. Right. But she can never find anything in it. And I'm like, hey, do you have the car key? She's like, hold on. She's looking through it because it's too much space. Right. It is. It's a, so it gives them too much leeway to just put a bunch of things in there. So they, yeah. it's like, but a fanny, it's like, I only have this much area. I got to really be decisive on what goes in here. Couldn't agree more. Everything in here has to serve See, a purpose. a lot of people don't think about that. So I don't have, in your fanny, you don't have a bunch of receipts. And Hell uh, no. I, uh, empty, empty gum packs and uh, old hotel car key like key cards. Nope. You, you know you got to clean it out because you don't have enough space in there to to hold all that stuff. Honestly, so true. And one of the things that has benefited me from that is when I need to grab something, 
I don't even really have to look. I can just be like, hey. Because of the need? fact that you're diligent about what you put in there. Yeah. That's a beautiful thing. Yeah. That's it's, amazing. you know, I can't do it though. Uh, I appreciate those who can. Am I, can I keep rolling with it? Is that chill? You know, I, we talked about side bets. I already have a side bet going with Clay if you're the fanny's coming or not. To what? It's oh. all, I, my, my vet is always long the fanny. Oh, oh, you're always long the fanny. Yeah. P- Petey's going to be with the fanny. Oh, I'm, I'm going to be with it, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of which one. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Shane, uh, me and brother Shane actually had a little argument because mm. we were talking about this date I was going to go on. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he's like, I'm like about to leave. He's like, brother, don't wear the fanny pack at the day. Mm. And I'm like, <laughs> which all right, you got to know how I am with my fanny pack to understand. I'm like, right. brother, if you don't like me without the fanny pack, she ain't going to ever like me. Well, because the fanny pack's eventually going to showcase. Yeah, it's going to showcase. Yeah. It's like, I, I, I view it as like. It's a conversation piece. Hey, I'm a dad. You, you, you need to know that. Yeah. I'm like going for dad of the year before you start dating mm, me. You also mm. got to know I got a fanny pack. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. You just got to lay it on the table for Which, a date. Josh, me and you, you know, going for dad of the year every year, neck and neck. I know. It's a tough race. Tight, tight, tight race. Very tight race. T- uh, girl dad of the year. Mm. More mm. specifically. Yeah. Big Grammy Awards. Yeah. That's a big one. That's a tough one. It is a tough one. Brother, so... Being a father now, mm-hmm. both team girl dad. Mm-hmm. Brother, what has been one of the things that has made you happiest about being a father? Hmm. Going a little deep. What's made me happiest? What? Uh, yeah. I guess what makes me the happiest every day is seeing her. If that makes sense. Absolutely. Um, you know, you, 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 you have a, a love for people in your life. Like I have a love for my, my mom and, and my wife and like other women. In Absolutely. My life. But the baby girl. Yeah. Like a little different. Yeah. When you look at her, like you're like, that's, yeah. that's my child. Yeah. That's, and, that's and my I, blood. Yeah, this is everything to me. So that, that makes me super happy. Um, yeah. and, and be, that's a hard thing to put words to. Right. You, you can't, uh, when you see it, you see it. It's, it's kind of like anything, anything that you see in uh, nature for the first time. You're just like, yes. you can't really describe how you, you see Niagara Falls until you just go see Niagara Falls. Right. And then you're like, wow, I, I can't describe it, but this is like amazing. Honestly, great reference brother do you mind if i keep that for you or take that from you because Uh, it's so true i um you know i had a mo i've i've had many like moments in time where i look back when i'm hanging with hattie and i'm just like you know looking at her i'm like holy holy cow yeah that is my that is my daughter that is can't describe it yeah, it's it's just like crazy. Like that's part of me, not me, but that's part. Of me. Yeah, no, it's a lot of you, uh, yeah. and it's a lot of a lot of a lot of things: responsibility, love, respon- you know, money. So much. <laughs> so many yeah. things go into it, but uh, so much. Seeing them every day is definitely one of the best best parts of it. So, brother, can we get her full name so we can give her a shout out? So when she's a young successful boss woman she can be like 
her look name at me is and my dad. Name look is at my dad. Olivia Olivia Marie Thadeen. One more time, brother. Olivia Marie Thadeen. Well, because that's how you say my last name. How? Thadeen. Tha- Wait, I've always said Josh Taren. Yeah, well, Taren's easier. <laughs> because every We've been time, doing it wrong so, all you know, these every, years. Every, Shout out Olivia. Olivia, we love you, darling. Uh, yeah, so every time you call like a pizza place or a reservation or, and you say Thadeen, they're like, what? They did what you just did. What? Thadeen? Is so that you gotta, how you say it? So you got to spell it and do all So I'm like Taren. Like, oh, T-A-R-N? I'm like, yeah, perfect, done. <laughs> brother well Life so happened. we need to start calling you josh teddy yeah no uh garrett already does that am i saying it right Tadine? yeah it sounds good to me okay good I, yeah. I i try to you know i take pride in picking up uh those type of things quick yeah there you go shout out josh tarin mm. shelly tarin mm. and olivia tarin there you go three of the greatest people i know wow which olivia I mean, I know you too well, but <laughs> Uncle Petey is hyped to see the amazing life ahead of you. Love to see it. You love to see it. Um, Brother Josh, I think it's time we get into a special segment okay. of the show. Okay. The um, amazing, exceptional, incredible, legendary, epic, immaculate. That's all I got. <laughs> Would you rathers? Oh, okay. And... Um, how does that what do what, oh did you think i was going where do you think i was going with that i didn't know there was a lot of adjectives so i, I thought it could go any direction <laughs> it was just kind of like incredible i thought you were gonna keep, yeah every time you kept going and i was like he's gonna say it and then he didn't but i'm, I'm happy we're here i'm happy to be here, okay brother. i'm happy the would you rather uh, we are scooting and booting along in the episode more good vibes in three two one i love fletcher as well i can say that you can say that i love it it's the best damn tequila I've ever had. Oof. If there was any other liquor I could drink in the world, right now, or any day of the week, at any time, it would be Fletcher. Well, it's high praise. Because Fletcher makes me happy. Okay. Thanks. Fletcher is smooth off the tongue. <laughs> Shout out Fletcher. Shout out Fletcher. Brother... Here we are at the Ham Planet Podcast, Would You Rather segment. Okay. But a thought just blasted into my mind that I really wanted to ask you about. Okay. It, which is, um, he almost got killed in Como recently. Um, yeah, it wasn't recently, but well, uh, yeah, we did. We did almost die. What is the story about Josh Terin? <sighs> okay. Yeah, it's, this might take like 10 minutes. Is that okay? Brother... Take your time. It okay. can take so this five hours. I'm honest, here for it. Honestly, this is a segment all in, all in itself. The story is pretty wild. We got a Hand Planet legendary story coming in. VIP, um, five star, the whole nine yards. Okay, you're so, lucky to be listening to this, ladies and gentlemen. So most people, Love to see it. most people that I would tell this story to would not believe it, but people knowing me and knowing Shelly, knowing that we're not like. You Y'all know, are two of the most honest. We're straight shooters, yeah. right? We're not fibbers. We're not exaggerators. When we tell this story, it's because this is literally how it happened. This is literally what happened. Right. Not even You're not even like an embellisher. I'm not even embellishing this to any extent. Right. This is exactly what happened. So we fired up. We are in uh, Milan, Italy. Um, so 
this was pre-COVID. We were in Milan, Ooh. Italy, and can the I next go, can we get a, a date? Uh, so let's call it uh, a month? September of ni- 2019. September 2019. Yeah, yeah. So right before everything. Yep. Um, okay, so we're in Italy, and we're on the very tail end of our trip, like literally the last day. So we're in Milan. Uh, from Milan, we're going to Lake Como. Uh, which is beautiful. I mean, why wouldn't you want to go there? George Clooney has a place there. It's awesome. George Clooney yeah. has a place there. Yeah. You got to go. It's the so, best place in the world at that point. So it's where Italy and Switzerland border. So you essentially have Switzerland mountains on a lake that's all Italian food. So Brother, I've, uh, I have always dreamed of going there. I've been to Switzerland many it's, times. It's a screensaver. So you could see why we would want to go to this place. So oh my god. Lake Como, if you haven't heard or seen, like go to YouTube and type it yeah. in. It'll make you mm. just mm-hmm. explode with happiness. Right. Okay, so we're there. So we're there. Having a great time. Uh, of course, Italy's amazing food, wine, drink, you name it. Uh, Shelly found this this booking.com uh, bed and breakfast. So naturally we're like, yeah, let's do it. It's on the top of the mountain. It's remote. It has a beautiful view of the lake. Why wouldn't we want to do this? It had good reviews, good ratings done. How many reviews? Uh, it had, it, it had like, you know, I don't know, a hundred, something like that. It oh had, shit. Yeah. Did, oh did, yeah. Dude, 50, I'm, 50, I'm in. 70. Yeah. I don't know. It, it had enough, amazing. It had enough to not be like eight. Right. So, it wasn't a right. new, new, newer rental, at least we didn't think. So, okay. Yep. So fast forward. We're here. Uh, we're in touch with this woman. Um, and I forget her name. Forgive okay. me. But we're, it was a while back. We don't, so, we don't need her name. No, you don't. Uh, so we're in touch with this lady who's the owner of the house. And, you know, uh, through our conversation leading up to our trip there, we we kind of like, you know, befriend them. How's things like, you know, is there anything we need to bring? How far? What's the details, logistics? Right. I mean, Italy's not the easiest place to get around because we didn't have like cell phone service and stuff. So we we're trying to just get everything in order. And through that, we were telling her that we were there for a wedding because we were shooting a wedding in Greece. And uh, she was like, oh, well, my daughter just got engaged and all this stuff. And so we we're like, oh, perfect. Well, maybe maybe we could do a, a shoot there in Como. She's like, yeah, I'll introduce you. That's so we're like, we're like, perfect. Sounds like a great, loving family that we're going to meet here in Lake Como. So we get to Lake Como, and she's like, let me know when you arrive, and I'll come pick you up. Perfect. So Wow, this is the house guest we're, that we're staying at. It's like yeah. an Airbnb host. Yeah, and she picks us up from the dock. Because, uh, remind you, we're on the top of a mountain, remote, like three miles straight uphill from town. Wait, wait, wait. So, y'all weren't on the shores of Lake Como. Y'all were somewhere. Remote, it, more remote, yeah. Because uh, from where we were, it's, it's we a could big see, lake, right? Yeah, we could see the view of the lake. So, we were like, why would, you know, if you want to see the lake, you got to get. You got to get elevated. So you got to get up there to be able to like look out from your balcony. And so were you on an island or were you just like no, in the mountains? No, 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 no. We're, okay. So, you know, the surrounding city of the lake, uh, kind of like Tana, you know, there's places that are more up in the mountains that you can see Absolutely. flathead from. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Absolutely. that's kind of that's what we decided to do. So uh, okay. this lady picks us up. Yep. And uh, she she picks us up. We, we get to the house and she kind of shows us around. When we arrive, there's like, you know, several cars there and we ask her, we're like, you know, uh, what are all the cars? And she's like, oh, these are, um, 
you know, guests that stay here, they, they leave their car and then they come back for it. We're like, well, that, how many, how many cars? There was like five, there was like five cars there. Five cars at one house. Yeah. And there's like different stickers on them from different countries and things like that. So we're like, okay, so like they just, you know, do like another leg of their trip and come back. She's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They just drive here and then leave their car and then they come back. We're like, oh, oh, that's cool. You guys let them stay. They're like, yeah, no big deal. We didn't think anything of it. It seemed fine. Nice lady. Bro, that's like. So then. That would fuck with me. So then uh, we get there and we're like, uh, we text the daughter. Hey, we're here in town. Can you the daughter who you were going we're to shoot the photo, wedding? Yeah, the the photo shoot, the, the extra photo shoot for her. the wife's the, the, the not the, the, the Airbnb host daughter. Yeah. Okay. So we 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 uh, text her like, hey, um, we're here. You know, or is today still a good time? No, I can't today. Oh, okay, no problem. What about tomorrow morning? No, I can't. Uh, tomorrow evening? No, I'm not going to be able to. Three offers. Yeah. So she said no to all of them. So we're like, okay, well, I guess we'll just you know find stuff to do while we're here. So, sure. We you know we get settled in and uh, nice we, place, or yeah, nice place overlooking the lake. It's it's perfect. So we're there, and no no big deal, no red flags. The cars were a little questionable, and the daughter canceling us was fine. But you know, we're it's our last day in Italy. We're gonna you know go have fun. Yeah, go have fun. We go to town, and and she's like uh, the host is like, when you guys are ready, just let me know. I'll come pick you up. Perfect. We get down to town. And uh, we're walking. Um, we're walking back, and or, or not walking back. I'm sorry. We're we're ready. Sorry, technical difficulties. Camera man is drunk. Back to the show now. Beautiful. We're back. We're back. Okay. So uh, we okay. go to town and give her a shout. We're ready Say, to hey, go. We're ready. Yeah, we're, we're hey, we're ready to go home. I can't. I can't pick you up right now. Okay, no problem. We're should we grab a bite or something? Maybe you can pick us up a little bit. I won't be able to pick you up tonight. Okay. So we were like, uh, uh, well, what's the best way to get back? She's like, you could just uh, cut through an alleyway and walk walk back up. So we're like, that's weird, but you know. So we what make our way back up? And mind you, it's like a forty five minute walk because it's like three miles uphill. So we get back. Okay. We get back up pretty, there. Pretty far, but you know, you're up. Really, really far, actually. And, um, oh yeah, three miles uphill. Yeah, yeah it's it takes a while. You know what? And actually, I forgot a detail at the very beginning of the story that yeah. um, she she showed us into the property. Uh huh. But when we got there, we originally had to walk too. But when we arrived, she was there to show us the cars and show us to our room. Okay. Okay. So sorry. Okay. Yeah, that's good to know. So now going Crucial. back. Now going back to walking the second time to the house. Yeah. We show up and we hit the keypad to get into the door and there's a white van behind us. This white van. And the reason that's a crucial detail was that That's creepy, dude. A white van? The same Okay, so but the creepier thing is the, the that white van was the same white van that was behind us when we first got there. Same white van, same guy behind us going to the house both times. So this was a guy following y'all or he was. So the only coincidence to it was that we let her know we were there when we first got there. So she knew we were there and then we let her know we were on the way back when she said she quote unquote couldn't pick us up. Okay. Both times the van's there when we get there. And y'all saw someone in there? In there driving behind us as we were walking up. So we get back to the Airbnb and. So it didn't follow y'all directly then. 
it followed us the last like quarter mile. Oh shit! Okay. Yeah. So when we get there, um, I tell I I turn over and I remember I tell Shelly I'm like, is this the same white van that was here when we first got here? And she's like, I don't know. Let's just get in the gate and, and close it. So I look back and kind of make eye contact with the guy, and uh, the gate opens and I kind of stand there until the gate closes and so he doesn't drive in. Right. Uh, the first time he did drive in. So we're uh, back at the Airbnb and uh, we text the lady. We're like, hey, uh, we're going to be here rest of the evening. Um, you know, let us know if we're too loud or whatever. Never see this lady again. Never, the lady who introduced us, we never see her again. She said her husband was home. We never meet him. She said her daughter was home. She never comes out. We never see anybody the entire time that we're there for the for the night. So, up to this oh the whole night yeah up to this point okay up to this point we you know our guard isn't really up. We've we've been in Italy, we've been in Naples and Greece and a bunch of places where they're pretty sketchy. So you're just like, eh, it's it's just how Europe is. Yeah. So. me and Shelly grabbed a bottle of wine on the way back up, and we were sharing a bottle of wine. And, you know, we hear this guy yelling, and we're just drinking wine, and we're like, do you hear that? And it's just like a guy, like, yelling and yelling and yelling. And I was like, I, I have no idea what he's saying. He's speaking in, in Italian, and, you know, the, I forget the word, but it, it, she's just like the same word over and over and over and over again for, like, an, an hour. And I was like, well, maybe this guy's, like, you know, maybe he's, like, something's wrong with him you know someone's taking care of him he just you know you know someone who's like special needs or something like that maybe it's a situation like that where we were like maybe maybe we should just be mindful of it so we didn't think anything of it we go to sleep and we go to sleep and i'm getting all of our stuff ready because we have to be up super like how loud how loud was it uh just curious at that initial pretty loud but it was like muted because you could tell it was like in a house or something okay yeah fair enough so, okay, so, I'm falling. so then we're getting ready and uh, we hadn't heard anybody, seen anybody drive up, nothing. And so then we hear people inside of the house because we're, we're... Is y'all leaving or no, still no, that no, night? We're, we're in our room now, but our room is attached to the, the main house. Okay, gotcha. So now we hear like people inside of the main house and we're like, what the heck? Like I didn't see anybody drive up and we said we were, we were here and they said they weren't here. So when did they get here? Like, have they been here? Or like, what's going on? Right. So then we put our all of our stuff up together because we're we're leaving super early the next day to uh, to to go to uh, back to Milan and then to Spain to ultimately come home. Yeah. So we lay down and uh, you know, like thirty minutes into just kind of laying there, I, I turn over to Shelly and I'm like, "Does something just feel like off to you?" I'm like. You know, I, we've been so busy all day and it's beautiful here and we had great food and stuff. And like, I haven't, right. re- I haven't really stopped to think about it, but I was like, I'm kind of creeped out that the lady, the lady who picked us up, we never saw her again. She ditched us last minute. The white van's been with us twice. The daughter canceled on us on like three different occasions. Something's not adding up. The cars that are here are just parked here. Why would you just leave your car here if you're, if you're here to like stay? I mean, if you're going to come back, like, why would you come back here? It's like the mo- most remote place. We're like three miles up in the mountain. I was like, it just seems kind of weird. Like we're, the situation we're in. Yeah. Everything seems a little off. And we text, we text the lady again like that night. And she's like, 
she doesn't respond. So we never hear we never hear from her again, and yeah. we never we never uh, we never see her again, or her the husband or the daughter. We never see anybody. We never meet this daughter. We never meet this husband that she's talking about. Yeah. She, she shows us to this house, and then we never see or hear from her again. So Shit. at this point, I'm like, you know what? This doesn't feel right, Shell. We got to get going. It, it's eleven, right? Right if at you, night. Yeah, it's eleven at night. So if you've ever been to a small town in Italy, everything closes at like eight. So I'm looking up hotels and different things like that. Like, just let's screw it. Let's get our stuff. Let's walk down to the, the city. We'll, mind you, we're three miles up and we have a freaking gate we're going to have to hop because we're gated into this house. And I was like, let's just try our best to get out, make a run for it, and just get gone. Like, let's forget about it. So she's like, yeah, this is, this is sketchy. Now that you're saying all these things, like, I'm super weirded out. And we can hear people in the house, but we text them and call them and they say they're not there or they don't text back so we're freaked out at this point i call my brother yeah and it's like you know uh, i don't know the time difference but it's it's either really late at night or super early in the morning one of the two and i'm like hey don't tell mom um but i'm in i'm in a weird situation and don't tell mom that's how i started yeah i was like don't don't freak mom out i was like don't even tell don't even tell hope like uh that's his wife i was like just just kind of uh, between you and I, I'm in I'm in a sticky situation here in Italy. Um, yeah, we don't feel safe. We feel like we need to get out of where we're at. Uh, we feel a little trapped, but we're trying to get our stuff together. I'm gonna look for for some sort of exit plan and and go from there. Right. So he's like, you know, don't do that. He's like, stay there. You you got a door between you. You got like time between you. If you go outside, it's pitch dark. It, you're three miles away. There's a gate. Everything's closed. It's not like you're going to find anything anyways. I was like, you know what? That's fair. Um, he's like, as soon as sunrise hits, you know, make your way for it because at least you'll be able to, like, navigate. I was like, perfect. So he's like, I'm going to stay up all night. Uh, text me as much as you need to. So uh, Shelly and I are just – we're set to pull an all-nighter in Italy. Yeah. Um, and around 2 o'clock in the morning, we hear uh, – like hammering downstairs, like in the house, like just like, and I'm like, what is that? And it goes on and on and on and on. We text the lady, no reply. Right. And there's somebody obviously in the house doing something, building something, whatever they're doing. And so no response from this lady. Apparently nobody's home. Like we're freaking out because you're saying one thing and hearing another. So then, uh, we're just staying up all night, essentially, hour to hour. Shelly and I are taking shifts, like taking naps every 45 minutes. Yeah. And uh, about 45 minutes or about 345 in the morning, we we hear. So to preface, we have the main house and then there's stairs and then there's stairs to our room. It's like four stairs, like very small. Oh, OK. So, so about you, three, so, about so three. It's not like a extension of the house. You're in the higher floor. So it was weird because like there's grass and like stairs and then the bottom layer is like a house. Uh, okay. So it's like a weird connection to the house. I gotcha. So about 345, 430, sometime around there. Yeah. We hear steps because they're metal, they're metal steps. So we hear boom, boom, boom coming up these steps. And I'm like, do you hear that? I wake Shelly up. I'm like, do you hear that? And she's like. Yeah, is that someone walking up the steps? I was like, I thought no one else was here but us. And right. so 
we uh, at this point we're in a, uh, a bed and breakfast. So I, I like am looking for a knife. Like I'm like we're about to get murdered. Like this late these this these car sketch. these cars that are here the are, cars the are van kidnapped people. This lady is just like the face of the niceness to make you feel comfortable. You don't meet the daughter. You don't <laughs> scary and, movie in the making. Right. And so then uh, at this point, whew, you can under our door you can see light, and we hear our steps getting climbed up to. And so we just see two feet step in front of the door and then step towards our door. Okay. And at, at that point, I turn on the TV and a light and start making noise. And then the steps literally go from facing our door to walking away. And they leave. Yeah. So then I call Justin and I'm like, yo, this is this is this is not good. Like we are in a bad spot. So at this <laughs> oh point God. at this point he wakes up Hope and Hope's like looking up the the booking dot com. All of the reviews had been made in the last like two weeks. Wow. None of it wasn't it was so there was like a hundred something reviews, but all of them had been made in the last two weeks. And the current review was for the night that we were staying there. But we were the only person there, so there couldn't have been a review. Right. So it's the same date that we're there saying, we love it here. We just got here today. Can't, like, can't wait. So to wait, they were all the past two weeks? Past few weeks. And the, one of the, rev- the newest review was the night that we were staying at in the room we were staying at. It wasn't ah. a real review. It was fake. So then. Yeah. And so then uh, Did you they know, all look legit? Well, Hope started seeing like multiple reviews from the same person. Ah. And like names that just didn't like seem real and like no, right. no photo reviews like that kind of situation right 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 yep so then i'm telling justin all yep. this and he's like dude uh i'm gonna call johnny i'm gonna see what he can do what he knows he's been to who's, who's johnny johnny's one of our partners in the agency he's an attorney and so he's uh he's like calling me he's like yo what do you need you need money you need like i can try to do whatever i can to get you out of where you're at holy shit. and i'm like Honestly, man, I'm exhausted. I've been up all night, and there's a lot of things not kosher. I'm hearing banging downstairs. The lady's not responding. She ditched us twice. This van was following us. There's abandoned cars. There's a daughter that never showed up. So Shelly's on Instagram, and uh, she can't. She before then she never looked up this girl's like Instagram, and so right she she goes back to messages with her and gets her name, yeah. and looks up the girl, and the girl had posted a few weeks prior with happy birthday mom and the mom in the photo was not the mom that we met it was a completely different lady ah so she said this was her daughter she said this is my daughter i want you guys to do a photo shoot with her but the lady she said mom yeah wasn't her huh and so we never saw this lady again never talked to her again she never texted us back she said she wasn't home there was noise in the house there you have all these abandoned cars you have this van so y'all just saw that first time we're three miles up in the air we are nothing's open it's late como there's and we've already had someone come to our door once so then all of this is happening we're freaking out we're on the phone we hear steps again coming back up the steps oh shit and so at this point i'm like Shelly, we're going to probably have to like either just fight our way out of this. And if that happens, I want you to just run, leave all the shit behind and just run and don't think about me. I'll find a way. Or if I don't, I at least want you to get out. I got on my shield. And so they, we, we hear them down there and I don't know what they're doing, smoking a cigarette, whatever they're doing. 
and Shelly and I are still up. You can still hear us. We're still making noise. We have TV on, things like that. So then they go back downstairs. And then at this time, it's like five. So sun's coming up, 530-ish, right? So yeah, I'm, I'm looking out the window and I see like shadows of like two people out there, but I can't see them because we're kind of like trapped off in this like little area. So I keep looking out the window and finally I see the sun up. And I was like, Shell, this is our time. We need to just get the hell out of here. Get your shit. Put it on your back. Grab a knife. Grab whatever you're going to grab. And let's just go. So we open our door. And we just go. We run. We get out of there. We jump the fence. We get all the way down to the, to the dock. But when we get to the dock, like Shelly and I just look at each other and we say, thank God we got out of that. Yeah. It was Bro, so so no contact again with that lady y'all initially saw. And she never reached out, texted us, called us, nothing again. Never we, again. We never got charged for our room on, on booking.com. Like never got contact with this property or this person ever again. Never heard from the Bro, daughter. Okay. Never heard from anything. Did y'all <laughs> Damn, that's some scary shit. It was, bro. That I don't know. We might need to investigate, dude. I'm telling bro, you, bro. I'm glad he got out, Josh. That's the thing I'm happiest about. I'll say well, that. Well, all I know is like, it, you. It, the only thing, so like the the way I tell people is like when you hear it and you see me in front of you telling you, you're like, yeah, that's a crazy story. You did a good job putting but, our me in the, your shoes. But the thing is, right? Is is God forbid something would have happened to us. Everybody yeah. would be saying, well, duh, there was abandoned cars. There was a lady who didn't respond. There was reviews that were sketchy. The only situation that was different from, from the story being legit and sounding like a fairy tale was like that we made it out. Because I mean, if it would have gone the other direction, everyone would have been like, well, Josh and Shelly. There would have been a movie about Josh you. and Shelly are just dumb because all of the signs were there. Like, why wouldn't have they guessed that before? That would have been like a scary movie. Yeah. But you didn't because you persevered. No. And you yeah. got out of that crazy. Dude, I'm. I kind of want to do some investigative. Like, bro, is it still a uh, property? That property is no longer on booking.com. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. We looked up. Uh, we looked it up like when we got home, like little, little ways thereafter. No longer there. Sheesh. Give a like, ladies and gents, down below if you are happy Josh and Shelly survived yeah, that on, insane, on a, murderous situation honestly, at Lake Como. what I feel like it was, was uh, this house wasn't like a permanent residence of anybody. And they found out that it was empty and just kind of like house sat on it. And just threw and, it on Airbnb. And did a three-week Airbnb or a month-long Airbnb thing because they knew no one was going to be home. And, like, yeah. that's what they did. It it was insane. Bro, that makes sense. I feel like, I feel like that's, like, a, like a high-level type of crime. But I could see it being done. Well, Like, like it, people it, knowing, hey, no one's going to be Airbnb in this during this time. So we're going to just use that house because we know it's... Yeah. Not occupied. That worries me because we, well, yeah, we because got it, Airbnb. I'm a I mean, manager all, Airbnb. All you got to do is is go to, you know, booking.com or Airbnb and look up 
everything that's available and you can say, well, wait, this house has been empty for like six months and it's also not on Airbnb or booking. It's honestly a pretty simple thing to figure out. Yeah. Well, I have no idea what it was, but, uh, that's some scary shit. Yeah, it was definitely. So what weapon did, uh, both of y'all have exiting that place? So I, I mean, Shelly didn't have anything. Um, she just had herself and, I feel like Shelly could I grabbed a, beat I grabbed, ass. I grabbed a steak knife. That's what I chose. And uh, I put... Were you holding it? Yeah. I put both of our bags that we had... Bro, on, you were holding it like in your hand? In my hand the whole way to the, the dock. Like I'm dead ass serious. Bro, that's gangster as shit. Yeah. It was... Uh, <laughs> Holy cow. I wish there was like, oh, that'd be so great. If there was if, an actual video you, of you like running you, out with this butcher knife, just I, I let's feel, go. I feel like if you ever find yourself in a situation where you feel like you might have to kill somebody, you're in a pretty bad situation. Yeah. And it's better to be prepared than not prepared. And and I mean, I've been to. No Bro- one wants to be in those situations. I, I, I've been to Brooklyn and we shot weddings in like Skid Row in LA and we've been to you know, the north side of Chicago and, and different places. And never once have I felt like I was threatened. Right. Right. But in this situation, we're at 4 o'clock in the morning. There's people coming to my doors and there's banging in places that shouldn't be. And there's cars that are abandoned. And Bro, that, that's, that's, that's spooky. Yeah. That's a good story, Josh. Let's give it up, ladies and gents, for Josh, for sharing that amazing Spooky story that is going to keep me up for the next five days. Let's give it up. Let's give it up. Yeah. Holy cow. Holy cow. Brother. Wow. It took a while, but there's a lot of details in there that I can't go on. I feel like that was, yeah, that was, that was, that was a great story. The fact that I missed the first van, I think. Was definitely Did you see that guy step. in the van at first? Was yeah. he a sketchy guy? Yeah, so when we get there... He had tats on his face? No, he was just bald. Just him in the van, though. And he wasn't like... He didn't wave or anything. So he just... So we got there, and there's a gate code. We didn't know the gate code, so we're trying to get a hold of this lady for the gate code. So we're walking up right to the, the door, and he's just pulling up like this behind us. And then we stop. He stops. And so we were looking for the gate code. He's just there parked. I look over, he's looking at me. I look over, he's looking at me. Shelly's on the phone trying to get the gate code. I'm like, what's this guy doing? And she's like, I don't know, maybe he lives here. I, well, I was like, well, if he lives here, wouldn't he know the code? Right. And she was like, yeah, I don't know. So then we hit the button. And then uh, gate opens, we walk in. He drives in behind us. And yep. then just parks. We walk, we walk, we walk. So like when you walk. It's Did like you get to the- see this guy like standing? No. So then that was that. So whenever we, she, so when we turned the corner, she met us. She's like, oh, hey, everybody, blah, blah, blah. Let me show you to your room. We're like, okay, perfect. When we came back down to go to the city, yeah. uh, he wasn't there. And then when she was like, hey, you guys got to walk back home. Here we are finishing like the last few steps of our walk. We hear gravel kind of rolling over. We turn around. White van, same guy. Do you feel like you could, do you feel like you could take this guy? I have no clue. I have no clue. Because, From your initial uh, shoulders up look. Um, probably not. If this guy is a white van driver, I don't think I can take him. 
white van drivers who kind of have that white van driver He's a uh, white, strength. White dran- white van driver, and I got forty pounds of backpack on my back. And yep. Uh, recently married to wife with me. Um, yeah. I got a lot of responsibilities, so that's a lot going on. Yeah, it's a lot going on. Um, wow, what a story. Yeah, and then this lady ditches us, never see her again. She never texts us back, never get charged for the room. The room falls off of booking.com. Like, there, there should be a, a Netflix or HBO docu-series on, on this story Yeah, from no, Josh Tedin. No, I, I, I feel like it's like those docs you that's see. A where, move, that's a move because the fact that y'all are in Lake Como, too, makes it kind of badass but beautiful. Yeah. Um, and s- just spooky. It reminds me of this movie that Shelly and I saw like a couple years ago or like a year ago where this uh, group of friends, they rent an Airbnb. Uh, yeah. And the Airbnb is loaded with cameras. And this Red guy, flag. This, they don't know that. Because yeah. they're like in vents and like on ceiling fans and places like where you don't, wouldn't expect them. So this guy monitors these houses uh, and, you know, like serial killers, they have a type, they have a trigger that makes them want to like kill. So this group, for whatever reason, this girl, it was like his trigger. And so he goes to the house to try to kill him. And long story short is uh, like they get one or two of the girls like gets out or something like that. But he does. He survives. And then the episode ends with someone going to an airbnb and it's his he's doing it all over again in another apartment jeez yeah pretty crazy brother brother yeah that's that's a spooky story for the ages we got rocky on the podcast let's give it up ladies and gents wow you said thick that was an understatement thick thickety mcthickerson there you go He's he's thick as can be. Honestly, I've I've been told by a lot of people, Josh, that they want to see Rocky more in my content. I believe it. Uh, we have a cat. His name's Winston. He went viral on TikTok. He's got like a hundred thousand followers on TikTok. Rocky, what do you think about a cat who has a hundred thousand followers on TikTok? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> That's right. Can't even smell you. So what I'm saying is the demand for pups on the podcast. Maybe well, that's... we got them here. We got a dog here. You wanted a dog? We got a dog. Maybe that's the title, Pups and Podcast. I don't know. but <laughs> I don't know if it's going to be that after that story. Rock, can I put you in a decent position? There you go. That's honestly, you look like you're hanging with the guys. boy. This is first time doing this. Wow. He's actually not doing too bad. He seems he comfortable. <laughs> Honestly, one thing about a slinky dog of Rocky, um, <laughs> he's very, he's very uh, malleable. If that's the right word, he fits in. He can really he can bend in any position. He can be a neck pillow. He can be a he can be a you know a, a foot pillow. He can be a cushion. He can be a shield, you know. He's a multi-tool dog. Um, he's a good dog. He's a good dog. Oh, but if you bend him one slinky way a little too much, it gets it gets a little hard for him to stay up. So, 
scooting and booting along in the episode. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Good Old Hand Planet podcast. We're happy to see your beautiful face, and we hope you're having a beautiful day, whatever day this is. Whether this is, you know, November 10th, or November 4th, or December 5th, 2072. Mm. You know, we hope you're having a beautiful day. Yeah. Um, Peter Ham, Josh Teddy, mm. Josh Taron on the mic. Hand Planet Podcast. Would you rather fire me up? You didn't have like a. Burr, burr, burr. I, I'll toss it in. Ooh. We, 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 you know, we're balling on a budget. We don't got a sound effects mm. uh, guy on cue. No disrespect. On cue yet. You yeah. know, we still get sound that we, you know, we toss them, we sprinkle, sprinkle and dinkle them in. Makes sense. Yeah. So with that being said, we're going to fire up, ramp up. Let's go. And brother, would you rather have no taste or be colorblind? Uh, colorblind. Colorblind. I think that's an easy one. Brother, would you rather have to eat an entire jar? We're talking a mason jar mm-hmm. of onion mm. or an entire jar of. Jalapeno. I guess onions. Jalapenos, I think, would kill you. <laughs> that would hurt. That would def- That would be a tough day. Yeah, that's a rough. You know, you could, you're confident going into it, and then like, yep, like maybe. And I like tenth, jalapenos a lot. A tenth of the way through. I, I mean, either way, you're going to probably throw up. Yes. Yeah. But at least it won't be flaming jalapenos. Jalapenos can can hurt. Can hurt. I think we can all attest to that. Yeah, there's mild ones, and there's ones that just are like boom. I've had, um, yeah, 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 okay. yep, 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 yep. Brother, would you rather win twenty five thousand or have a best friend win a hundred thousand? Best friend win a hundred thousand. Love to see it. Josh is a good, good guy. That's a good guy response. I always ask that one. Yeah, and we've had a few money hungry vampires. Mm. I'm just kidding. I love them all. But some people do say the 25000 Yeah. Uh, a good friend will probably take care of me in some way. And then they'll have some for themselves. I love to see it, brother. Love you know, it. if you got a lot of good friends and you got good friends in good places. There you go. You can. You, you, you know, if you, need, if, if you need a little help, you're going to be good. Yeah. Do you, would you agree with that philosophy? Yeah. I put a high priority on having good connections with good people. You know, like they say in Step Brothers, it's all about who you know. Right. Yeah. Is that originally from Step Brothers? No. It's a legend. It's like a, it's, like it's a been lo- from the yeah. 1800s. Yeah, but he's like, it's, but I'm a family doctor. And he's like, yeah, I've told him that. But he, does, he just says it's all about who you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Step Brothers. What a hell of a movie. Hell of a movie. Ladies and gentlemen, moving right along to the next question of the Hand Planet podcast. Would you rather, Brother Josh, would you rather get your favorite books so that you can reread them again for the first time or forget your favorite movies so you can rewatch them for the first time? Favorite movie so I could rewatch it 
I'm a big movie guy. Uh, that that for me, that's a no-brainer. Yeah, I love movies. Like, if I got to watch The Dark Knight for the first time, like I had never seen it, it'd oh, be enjoyable. Wait, is, Josh, The Dark Knight is my favorite movie of all time. Is it your favorite movie? It is my favorite movie of all time. Let's go. Cheers to that, brother. No one can beat the Heath Ledger Joker. Christian Bale is bonkers, and that God, it's such a it's good, such one. a good movie. The first scene just yeah. fires me up. Yeah, I mean, anytime it's on TV, I watch it. So yeah, it's how much I like it. I, I watched it fifty-seven times in a row one time. It was an unusual chapter of life. Mm-hmm. Next question, brother Josh, would you rather <laughs> have all the lights on or all the lights off in a room full of snakes? All the lights on. Yeah. Me too. So I can see them. Me too. Me too. No doubt about that. And you know what's weird? is like snakes like to congregate. So they'll probably end up in like one corner and I'll just walk away from that corner. Honestly, I feel like why would anyone even choose lights off? I, I think if you chose lights off, it's a, You're, it's a, psych, it's a psychopath tendency. Yep. It's like the person who watches... I'm a defense guy. Like, I'm going in yeah. there and I'm going, you know, Leonidas tactical it, it's, mode. It's like the person, it's like, when you see someone yawn, does it make you yawn? They're like, no. Well, no, it's it's hereditary. Oh, but I see what you're saying. Yeah. No, I, I read that that's a, a psychopath tendency. What? Yeah, so you don't have the, you don't have the ability to, uh, to uh, have empathy. Like, that's... Like, so you if, can, if you can't yawn? So if you see someone, like, scratching their face... And you don't get an itch, or if you see someone yawn and you don't yawn, like or get like a that little, means you don't have empathy. It means like your ability to like empathize is very limited. If you don't do it, so it's like a sociopath, psychopath. Wait, tendency. if you don't do it, or if you do do it, you, you have empathy. If you do, then you do. If you do it, yeah. you have empathy. Yeah. So if you see someone, if you see someone <laughs> like, it. if you see someone go like this, and then like you're like, oh, my nose kind of itches, or if you like yawn, and then you're like, oh, you're making me yawn. That's yep. not a psychopath. Okay, I I am a. If, if anytime someone yawns, I always, it always gets me ninety nine times out of ten. Yeah, yeah. Um, good man. Good man. Good man. Good man. Good vibes. Glorious stories, brother Josh. I'd rather have to kill a chicken mm-hmm. every time you get into your car. Mm. Tough. Or fight a full size orangutan. Once a year, with a sword. Oh, what would ra- you rather do? Orangutan with a sword. Okay, orangutan with a sword. Yeah, if, uh, yeah. Even if you could just, you know, have a nine on you and just pop the chicken and then get in the car and go, you know, you'd have free dinner. Still orangutan battle. Well, I just think of my day, right? Would you put it on pay per view? I just think of my day. I'm just like, okay, there's three sixty five. If 364 are non-combative, non-violent, not killing animals, like just to get into my car, and I get to use a sword to fight an orangutan, that's much more exciting one day a year than to snipe a chicken every day. Honestly, that well, I, I feel like you wouldn't have to snipe it. You'd just walk out to your car with your nine and just and just be like, another day going to work. Yeah, but the orangutan, I feel like you could live stream it, go pay per view. I mean, it's charge people a hundred bucks to watch. It's a fair fight too. Because honestly, I don't know that I'd make it out, even if I well, had I don't a sword. Know. I don't. That's why everyone would buy it. 
orangutans are, are feisty. Bro, orangut- orangutans are... They can bench like 800 from uh, what I've read. Yeah, I have no doubt about that. They they walk, can walk well, on their hands. And it's just fight an orangutan. It's not... I don't have to kill him. I just have to fight him. No, like, I think it's fight to death. Oh, um, let me oh, add. oh, you added that. You added that. <laughs> well, you now. got a sword. You got a sword. So what kind of fight is going to just, you know, be a fight until death? I mean, it's like, uh, it's like uh, uh, fencing. T- uh, touche. It's like fencing. Yeah, there's no fence. Touche. I feel like with no, one's, no one's dying with those swords. With a chimpanzee. Um, you know. I feel like if you got a sword, samurai sword, you're going the distance. Yeah, that's fair. That's a fair point. Still going sam, still going. Yeah, still going samurai sword, orangutan. That just sounds way more exciting one day a year than 365 days of shooting a chicken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love a good make chicken though. Oh yeah, I, I mean I I like to eat chicken. Yeah. Yeah. We love chicken, ladies and gentlemen. And if you love chicken, um, it's good for you mm. and. We hope you had a good time mm. tonight for this good old episode of the Hand Planet Podcast. We are happy you joined us. And uh, Josh, I think, you know, that was the last one, best one on the questions. Yeah. It's a great you know, question. It's, it's, about, it's about 4 a.m. right now, so it's about our, our sleepy uh, time. You know? Yeah. Hustlers no. don't sleep, they nap. So we're going to take a two-hour nap, and then we'll be back to be work. Back. Yep, yep. Just bounce back. Yeah. Bounce back. Well, is that it? Brother, I think we're gonna I think we're gonna call it. Okay. Ladies and gents, if you enjoyed tonight's episode, make sure to share it with your mom, your dad, your uncle, your brother, your sister, your best friend, the whole nine yards, because we appreciate it. And um, as we always say, ladies and gents, remember, you can never overdose on the good vibes. We shall see your beautiful faces soon. Adios.